opstaan, nou hier voor ons hotel in Penang, een van die grootstede in die noordelike gebied van Malaysia. Om die waarheid te sê, dit is die tweede grootste stad in Malaysia. En Shafi, ons gids gaan nou vir ons vertel oor die, een beetje oor die geschiedenis van hierdie noordelike stad. Penang is the island, one of the island in Malaysia, one of the state in Malaysia. We have 13 state and Penang is one of them. Historically, the Penang is not a Butterworth. Butterworth is the capital of Penang. Penang is the name of the states in, in Penang. So uh, Penang started as early as 1763 by Francis Light. Francis Light is the son of uh, one of the Singapore and then he came to Penang and then he opened the Penang on 1763. So Penang considered as uh, the earliest in Malaysia. They opened and then the Penang started as early as to, uh, to open the doors for the um, merchant to come to Penang and do the business. Penang actually divided into two. One is the island and the one is the uh, main, main island. En ek het ook gesê, daar is twee broe wat dees daar die eiland en die land uh, verbind, nogal baie indrukwekkende broe. Since 1986, the, uh, the government uh, built one bridge to, to, to connect uh, between the main peninsula to the island. The bridge namely is the Penang Bridge. The length of the bridge is uh, 13 kilometers. But last year, we had opened one a bridge, new bridge, longer than uh, the previous one. This is 24 kilometers. This is among the longest in the Southeast Asia. And then I ask about the ferry services in the two different parts, the island and the part of the fast land. And if this is also used a lot, now for all, because there are two very modern bridges. The ordinary people, that, but uh, for those who don't want to drive in Penang, for the one to bring their own vehicle to Penang, they prefer ferry. For, for those who want to drive in Penang, for those who want to bring their vehicle to Penang, they can use the uh, bridge. And to ask from father out where the culture over here in the gebied, when they say as the people Penang is, then is the coast very anders, the smoke is very anders, the culture is very anders as the rest of Malaysia. Penang normally we refer as a heritage. In Penang you can simply find so many things about heritage. This is the earliest, so when we talk about the earliest, when we refer as the earliest, we are talking about the heritage, so many heritage sites in Penang. Mm -hmm. The mosque, the Chinese building, the mosque especially for Muslim, and the Indian building as well. So in Malaysia we have three main races, the, the Malay, the Chinese, and the, the Indian. They have their own culture, and they have their own building as well. The main building, the most of the main building here, still remained as earlier. They built as earlier and then still remain until now. Wil nou ons is nou by die Batu Grotte, dit is net so buitenkant Kuala Lumpur, en vertel net vir ons gauw jou indruk, hoe lyk hierdie grotte, wat kan een mens verwacht as jy die grotte sou besoek? Ek dink dit is nogal asomroevend om hierdie stallig tete en stallig mythe te sien. Dit is groter as wat mens dink aanvankelijk. En as jy binnen is, jy besef die omvang van hierdie reese grotte, dan staan jy nogal in verwondering. Maar mense moet nou nie verwacht die kanko grotte nie, dit is helemaal anders. Ja, dit is helemaal anders, groot oopruimtes. En uh, die rotstructure, as jy so opkyk, is die klerenspel is ook fantastisch om te sien 
die licht nie donker, dis baie prachtig. Maar ek denk, hulle gebruik jy ook hierdie grotte vir jylle maar een ander doel, as niet om vir besoekers om het te kom besichtig. Ek geloof so, as jy kyk na die klomp tempels en die mense wat hulle eerbied betoon, dan kan jy sien dat dit ook een spirituele, geestelike doel vir beoefenaars van die geloof. En specifiek dan die hindoe geloof? Absoluut die hindoe geloof, maar soos ek nou hier om my kyk, is die besoekers van oor die hele wereld, wat hierdie skouwspel baie geniet. Voordat die mens nou by die grote, dis nou die opening tot die grote kom, is dan nou eers so'n toets vir die mens, een fokseid, en dan moet jy nou kan bewys. Ja, en as jy nou nie mooi fijn trap, nie is die aapies op jou, en wil gauw iets uit jou handsal kom stil, maar ja, hoeveel trappies, amper 200 trappen, dit is definitief een toets vir die fokseid, maar deur en deur die moeite werd. En die mens kan maar nie wegblijf van die hitte nie, want in die groot is die humiditeit ook nog hoer as normaal weg. Ja, want oorals om jou sien jou die water drip van uit die rotse, so dit is nat, dit is vochtig, dit is drukkend, so ja, jy sweet maar soos jy ou gewone oors altyd in Malaysia, maar weer eens, jy vergeet naderhande van as jy alles so om jou gade slaan. Nou, maar daar is nog so'n ander deel van die groot wat ons gaan besoek, hulle noem dit die Dark Cave, so ek wonder wat vir ons voorlee. Ja, nie, ons moet gaan kyk, en ek, daar is iets op wat jou goeie geluk gaan bring, so kom ons gaan. Ons eet nou hier in die Pullman Hotel vanavond, aandete, en ek het een van hulle ambtenare, meneer Mazdaiden, hier so, en hy gaan bykie vir ons gesels oor wat alles in Malaysia is, specifiek vir Suid-Afrikaners, want hy het verlang in Suid-Afrika gewerk, hy het die Suid-Afrikaanse markt baie goed doorgekyk om precies te weet, wat is dit waar na Suid-Afrikaners kan kom kyk en geniet hier in Malaysia. So kom ons hoor by hom eerstens, wat denk hy, wat sal Suid-Afrikaners baie geniet as hulle hier in Malaysia kan? Knowing South Africans, we like nature, we like the beach, uh, which um, Malaysia has a lot to offer. Honestly, we have more than than what is normally um, shown on media and uh, what they normally sell at travel agents. Honestly, there's, we've got uh, lots of islands and beaches for people to enjoy. There's also a lot of uh, fishing activities, which um, I know fishing is one of the favorite pastimes of uh, South Africans. Uh, people normally go you know, as far as uh, from Joburg to Durban to go fishing. And uh, here it's just about an hour's drive away to, to the nearest beach and uh, you know, just get on the boat and go fishing. Other than that, um, there's a lot of nature attractions. You see, Malaysia is uh, still untouched uh, rainforest. There's a lot for everyone. And we also have some theme parks for, for the kids. Uh, you know, we have Legoland and the Hello Kitty uh, theme park. And uh, we're also building the, um, the Ice Age Fox theme park uh, up in Ginting Highlands. Well, there's uh, a bit of, uh, you know, something from, for every, everyone. Ek wil graag vir u ook weet oor die verskillende kulture en hulle kost en tradities, want dit is nogal iets waarby Suid-Afrikaners geweldig baie kan leer. You know how uh, we always say South Africa is the rainbow nation. So the same is also for Malaysia. Uh, you know, you, you can't really tell what an, an average Malaysian looks like because we have Chinese, Indians, um, Malay, and we have um, mixed marriages with uh, Europeans. So, um, and, and that is also reflected in our culture and food. So there's a lot of diverse things that which you can experience in Malaysia. And just like in South Africa, from history, yeah, you can see that how the, the Europeans came to South Africa. And what's interesting is after they came to South Africa, they made their way all the way to Malaysia. 
which uh, if you go to visit our museums and historical sites, you can see uh, you know some familiar names like uh, Yan Pan Ribek and, and you know and so on. And the same people that that founded Cape Town are also the same people who founded the Malaysia. Uh, this especially in Malacca is a very historical place, and there are many places where we can still see that uh, colonialists like the Dutch and the Portuguese were there. There are many things that remind us of those colonial times. Yes, if, if you go to Malacca, you can see um, the, the Dutch, Dutch government buildings, which is uh, still there, still intact. The churches and um, also um, memorials, uh, for example, like um, the wife of Jan van Riebeck was, was uh, buried there in, in Malacca. Uh, you can still see that if, if you go and visit Malacca. And we also have Portuguese village yeah, from, from the, the Portuguese who, who came to, to Malacca. And um, they've stayed there for generations and um, they, they still carry on the Portuguese traditions. Ek dink ook as die Afrikaners is bekend daarvoor dat ons hou van ons kos om lekker te eet en dit is nou ding wat die mens behoorlik in Malaysia kan kom doen. What can I say about food? Um, it, it's everywhere. Like I said, you know, our mixture of culture is also reflected in our food. So here in Malaysia you can taste um, a wide variety of food, uh, Malay food, Chinese food, Indian food. And um, you know, the food we have here is, uh, I would say you can have the best food from all over Asia in Malaysia. Ons is nou hier by die ingang van die Petronas Twin Towers, soos het bekend staan. Dit is die twee torens van Petronas hier in Kuala Lumpur, wat langs mekaar staan. En ons sal nou nou by gids verneem hoe hoog die torens is. So prachtig indrukwekkende gebouw, stilwer constructie, stilwer gekleurd en beslis baie indrukwekkend. Allemaal is bezig om foto's te neem. Maar ons sal nou nou van die gids verneem hoe hoog die torengebouwe is, hoeveel verdiepings en ook hoe vinnige mens tot boe kan kom. Nou wat verneem word sal ons nie tot heel boe kan gaan nie, maar tot by uitkijkpunt op een brug waar die twee torings met mekaar verbind. Good morning ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wan, I'll be your guide for this morning. Right now we are at the height of 170 meters above the street level. There is all together 88 level, we are now at level 41. Now the length of this bridge is 58.4 meters long and this is a double deck bridge. We are on the lower deck. Main function for the bridge here, above us, is to facilitate movement within the two towers. Second bridge for all of you, also an evacuation route. Now the most unique part about this bridge is, ladies and gentlemen, this bridge is not fully attached to the towers, it is fixed rigidly. You can move front, back, plus you could sway independently. Well designed to withstand wind blown at 160 kilometers per hour. As you could see, there's a 10 inch gap. Now this gap is for the movement of the bridge. Just to show that we are not fully attached to the tower, <coughs> you'll be able to feel the warm air just from the side here. So to show that we are not fully attached to the towers. Another interesting fact, both towers, the construction was led by two different contractors. We are all in Tower 2. 
Tower 2 construction was led by Samsung Engineering and Construction from South Korea. In front of you, Tower 1 was led by Hazama Group from Japan. Now, Tower 1 is not open for public visit. Fully officers that are dealing with oil and gas, National Petroleum. National Petroleum was born in 1974. As we grew and grew and grew, we become Petronas. Now, Tower 1, there's no residence, nor there's any restaurant. Same goes with Tower 2. All officers dealing with oil and gas, no residence, but there is a restaurant. Unfortunately, it's only for members. Now, come back to the bridge. Again, this bridge is so unique because this bridge was not built up here. It took 36 hours to lift up this bridge, supported by a three-hinge arch lake right in the middle and a special big ball bearing below on each tower at level 29. To simplify it, this bridge is a stabilizer for both these magnificent towers that only took two and a half years to construct. As early as 1994, done in 1996, officiated in 1999. So we are only 16 years old. Again, to show that we are not fully attached to the towers, please feel free to storm your feet as hard as possible at this platform here as you'll be able to feel the vibration again to show that we are fixed rigidly. A short time here, once done, we call according to your group colour. Get it back here to be ushered up to level 86. Thank you very much. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome to the observation deck of the Petronas Twin Towers. Right now, we are at the level 86. 86 at a height of 370 meters above the street level. Okay, for information, you uh, right here you've been given approximately 15 minutes, 1-5. When it's over, we will call you according to the pass arrangement, which is the red pass that you are wearing. If you need further assistance or any inquiries, feel free to approach us. Thank you and enjoy your visit. Thank you. een batik fabriek en een van de schutsen voor ons verduidelijk hoe hier die wonderlijke materiaal gemaakt wordt met al zijn prachtige patronen op. Dit is nogal redelijke kunst, dus baie eie aan Malaysia, hulle is absolute experts op die gebied van batik, so ons verneem nou wat zij voor ons gaan verduidelijk. So like this one, this is the batik workshop, Malaysia batik. So you can see how they make the batik here. So this is first step to make the batik. Yeah, you can see our artist is using the wax to draw, and this is freehand drawing. So the batik is unique, every piece different, the design all same. So here is the second step to make the batik, carrying. Then you can see carrying also by hand, the batik is all handmade. Yeah, and the color they use is natural color. So after they done the carrying, they will put a very special kind of chemical on top to fix the color. So like this one, you can see when our artist put the color inside, the color won't go out the light. The wax light will stop the color. So that's why they use the wax to draw. Yeah, so like this one, uh, after they're done the coloring, after color fixing, they will put the batik uh, like that to be dry. After that, they will remove the wax. So they will put the batik, uh, the material, inside the hot water to wash away the wax. So after wash away the wax, the, the batik mm, will be like top there. So you can see the wax light, then the color on. So that's all for us of Patek. Thank you. So, 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 so
Dit is wit doek en dan wordt die buitenlijnen van een bepaalde prentjes en maar planten toneel. Die inkleerwerk wordt daarna gedoen. Die buitenlijnen van die bepaalde patroon worden dan eerst met was gedoen, zodat die kleuren niet oer die lijnen bewegen. En die tweede vlak of op die tweede fase van die project wordt die kleuren dan ingevuld. En je ziet hier nou al reeds hier van die donker kleuren. En bij die derde fase zien we nu hoe dat die dame nu bezig is om die kleurwerk aan te brengen. Dit begint al bij mooi lijkt naar ware kleuren van bijvoorbeeld die planten. En uiteindelijk als die hele proces nu klaar is, dan wordt het ophang en die was wordt verwijderd. Zodat het dan bijna natuurlijker deurkomt. En op die ouwend wordt het droog gemaakt en is die materiaal gereed om gedraaid te worden. Baie interessant en baie kunstig, vooral omdat hulle dit nie vooraf afdruk nie, maar absoluut met een vrijhand te doen. Ons is pas die nationale paleis besoek, dit is die paleis waar die koning van Malaysia woon. Die koning is natuurlijk een van die sultans uit Malaysia wat gekies word. Daar is omtrent so 7 sultans wat die raad vorm. Uit die raad het word dan een gekies wat as koning vir die land sal duur vir een periode van so 7 jaar. En hierdie huidige sultan wat eindelijk van die provincie Kada is, of die staat Kada, hy is die eerste sultan wat vir twee keer in sy leeftijd as koning aangewees is. So dit is nogal een uitsonderlijke prestatie en ook geleentheid en eer vir hierdie sultan van Keda, wat hy nou vir die tweede keer in sy geskiedenis of in sy heerskapie ook die koning van Malaysia is van die heining en die hekke af, net so asomrovend, net so indrukwekkend, prachtig gebouwstijl en typies van die Malaysiese architectuur en bouwstijle. Baie besoekers wat dwars dier die dag hier kom, toergroepe, busse vol wat stop om dan te kom kyk en te ervaar hoe die unieke land met sy interessante bouwstijle en tradities daaruit sien. My name is Alia Damia. And how old are you? I am 8 years old. You stay in KL? No, but they have a Bukit Butum. So Malaysia is your country. What do you think is the best of Malaysia? I think it's KLCC. Why? Because it has a swimming pool and I can play that many toys. Did you go up to the tower? Yes, it's beautiful. And what would you like to become one day? Maybe tour guide or doctor. Why do you want to be a tour guide? Because I can go anywhere. We all love your country. It's a beautiful country. Thank you. En so het ek gesels met een jongeling hier in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur. Sy is maar net 8 jaar oud, baie trots oor haar land. Thank you very much. You are welcome.